Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ni hao. Ni hao. We try to take this thing international, baby. This is Aries Spears. I'm Andy Steinberg. Saying what's happening to all my Chinese chinky brothers and sisters out there in the Far East. Ni hao. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to do it right there. Yeah, what's happening, y'all? Just took it to another level. Welcome to the latest episode of uh, Spears and Steinberg, baby. Podcast, aka the Jew and the Joke. That's us. All right, man. Um, so on the flight over, right? I'm in first class, of course. <laughs> Don't sit with the Crichtons and the Minions. I was in first class too this time, by the way. Oh, okay. Welcome, nigga. I just want to tell you. All right, I'll eat a little extra salt on your nuts. Um, Jay Moore, comedian Jay Moore, sitting there, and um, I was saying something to the. St- flight attendant and I guess Jay recognized my voice and he looked over said what's up brother I said hey what's happening Jay we shook hands and shit and um you know the 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 only one bathroom was working um on the plane the one up towards first class you couldn't use so I had to I, I wanted to wait till everybody sat down to go to the bathroom before I you know I didn't want to get up while people were still get on the plane because then I had to fight that shit upstream and it would have made things difficult. You know they have bathrooms before you get on the plane. Yeah, but I didn't have to go until you, until know, you saw the plane? Until I got on the plane. Plus, nigga, for all the money that them first class seats <laughs> cost, nigga, I am taking my dump where it belongs in first class. Um, so I wanted to wait till everybody sat down. And then once everybody sat down, uh, at one point, Jay Moore hands me a piece of paper. And he goes, good to see you, brother. You look good. You look happy. Gave me his phone number and said, yo, you should be on the More Stories podcast. And I said to him, I said, yo, Jay, thanks for this, man. Because to be honest with you, I was going to ask you this anyway. So then he points up towards the heavens. And he goes, hey, man, it's the reason why God put us here. I thought, holy shit. And before I go any further, let me tell you, I almost didn't like Jay. Uh, cause you know, like, if we being honest, we all in our twenties, when we look like movie stars and we had our prime and maybe if we experience a certain amount of success, we think our shit don't stink. And Jay's from New York. I'm from New York. So we all have been arrogant. Um, but I was listening to, uh, Opie and Anthony one day 
and Patrice was on and they were talking about impressionists. And they were complimenting Jay when he was on with them about how good his impressions were. And um, at one point, Patrice goes, hey, what about that kid, Ari Spears from Mad TV? He's pretty good. And Jay Moore was like, because um, he does a Shaq impression. Anybody could do that. And I was like, you motherfucker. So I kind of had it in for Jay a little bit. And I remember he came and he did Mad TV. He did a skit with all of us. And look, much to his credit, yo, his Harvey, everybody knows him for the fucking Christopher Walken. But it's like so many people do Christopher Walken that it's like, okay. But he's by far to me the best Walken I've ever seen. But, you know, you always get blown away by the impressions that people don't do a lot of. And his Chris Penn and Harvey Keitel. It's Harvey Keitel. Is fucking brilliant. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any of Jay's uh props away. But I just was like, you cocky little shit. And I said to myself, if I ever see that motherfucker, I'ma kinda let him know. But then he was so fucking nice on the plane and he got God involved. And I said, This man may have seen the light. Um and and this is why I, I sent out a tweet recently, and I just go, I, I don't understand. What is so hard for people to grasp the concept of honesty? Listen, if you don't want to fuck with me, don't give me your number. Don't tell me you want to fuck with me. And then when I take you up on the opportunity that you presented to me, when you don't respond and I'm persistent, now I look like a fucking asshole. And, 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 and it's like I, I, one day I'm going to write a book and I'm put, throwing motherfuckers under the bus. Because I, I don't want to name names, but there's just so many people in this highly weird-ass game that do that dumb shit. And it's like, motherfucker, just say no. You can say no. Don't be a piece of shit like Bobby Lee and fucking play games with me. And I don't give a fuck. I know what you'll say, Andy. Oh, don't do that. He's going to throw you. Fuck that motherfucker. Uh, all right. Since you're saying that, can I can I throw a story in real quick? Um, Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was this comedian that said they were going to said that they would like gave me their number, told me that I could go on the road with them, right. that they would like they'd give me a couple dates, see what happens. Um, and then I called this dude like three times, mm-hmm. and th- three times is my max. Like I'll call you three times if I don't Same get it. Same as me. Um, you know who that comedian was? Who? Ari Spears. Get the fuck out of here! It was Ari Spears. Hold up, rewind, rewind. D- let me hear this again. What happened? So. Um, the the first year we worked for second year we worked together in Phoenix. Right. I said I'd like to I want to get I'm trying to get out on the road a little bit. And you said I'll, I I can hook you up with, with a few dates. He goes you travel East Coast too. I said yeah whatever 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 we said everything. And then you gave me your number. You go just hit me up hit me up. And then I called you a couple times and you didn't get back to me. And then Casey said yeah, just call him again. And so I called you again. I I, I was emailing or texting you I think. And uh, I didn't hear back from you, so I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, he's busy. I knew you had a lot. You were going. I knew you were going through a lot at that time too. You had a lot going on. So I'm not like fucking you right now, telling you, you it was just bullshit. I was just. I knew that you had a lot going on. And then uh, I, I I featured for you the next time you came out. And then I said I reminded you of that. And you go, oh shit. And then you gave me your number again. And then I hit you up. And then you sent me a date. And then we started, then we did a couple dates. And then we. And then it's been a year, almost two years now. So you're saying I, I basically did the same thing Jay's doing? No, I'm just saying it happens in this business. Instead of being, instead of just being is is mad as you want to be about this, because I, I, I should beat the shit out you, dude. You're a New York dude. <laughs> listen, man, listen, and that means what? You're a New York dude. When you when you someone says that they're going to call you back, 
you expect New York time. And you live in L.A. No, with I, L.A. I, time I, people. I, I, no, I, well, would you say it because this L.A. they more laid back and lackadaisical? Yeah, you know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm nah, going to get man, you. I, I, listen, I, I get what you're saying, and, and there would be validity to that if I was – this is almost like an invisible thing that exists that you can't see. I know what you're saying, but, yeah, it is different. It is different because I am a dude of my word, but – I'm coming from a place of, just so this is, is clear, all right, look, and this is no diminish on you, but I get a lot of dudes who are at your level right. who come at me. Right. And if I had to, and again, I wouldn't give you my number unless I intended to. So trust me, there's a lot of dudes that come at me and I quickly tell them, you know what, man, I can't right now or this is the case or that's the case. But if I give you my number, I truly gave it to you with the purpose of, yo, I got you. But again, I deal with so many dudes. And and please don't take that wrong by saying your level. Because listen, I'm not on fucking Eddie Murphy's level. I'm the last person that has to worry about levels. I know what my fucking place is. So I'm just simply saying that I knew you were a funny enough guy that I went, yeah, I'll f- I, here's my number. I'll fuck with you. But because, dude, it just, you deal with, I got it. You deal with so much shit that means nothing, that goes nothing, that goes nowhere. That you, you just, it's almost like you see those videos online of the little kids who are getting ready to blow out the candle in the birthday cake, and then the big brother smashes his head into the cake as a joke. You get tired of having your face smashed in the cake. So I'm going to blow this motherfucker out, but I'm going to do it with a fucking leaf blower from a distance. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get to you, but I'm walking slow because I'm just like, oh, is this going to pan out to be the same shit? But listen, when we're on the same level, then give me the same respect. I, I get what you're saying. And, and Jay Moore, I'm on the same level as you, motherfucker. I get that. Give me the same respect. But there's still an L.A. lackadaisical approach to this where people... Nigga, are, you from New York, Jay Moore. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it does. No. I'm from... I've been in L.A. I since know, 93. And you scare the fuck out I of people. And I still wear my Tims. And you scare the fuck out of people because when you say right now, when you say, hey, I'm going to hit you back, you're expected to call back now. Yeah, well, no, the human shit. Regular common courtesy. Yeah, but that's not how that like and and here's 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 me going back to a little bit of what I think is Jay's arrogance. Um, he obviously knows me, but I don't think he knows me. And when I say that, I mean, look, motherfucker, you want to spit fire with me? I'm gonna spit it right back at you. Don't think as a comic if we gonna match wits and words and speed. Motherfucker, my my serve my serve is just as much John McEnroe as yours is Andre Agassi, nigga. And and like when I text him, let me read to y'all the text. Uh, and like I said, like Andy just said, I got a three time rule. I reach out to you three times. After that, man, I don't chase motherfuckers. So I said to him, uh, "Good seeing you yesterday, brother. This is Aries. W- uh, would love to lock down a time for me." to do that podcast he hits me back right away my man yeah that was nice i'm back monday pretty much tuesday through friday works at 10 a.m or 11 i'm in playa del rey okay i hit him back the next day 
I'll reach out to you later today to figure this out. Cause what? Cause those first two exchanges, it was midnight. I got in. I got in town at midnight. He was wherever he was, so it was late. So right. I just wanted to put it out there. The very next day after I got up early and finished doing press, I said, I'll reach out to you later today to figure this out. Look forward to it. No response. Hey, Jay, hit me when you get a sec. Wanted to try and set things up. No response. Yo, Jay, this is Aries. Dog, what's good? No response. So finally, and when you take your next, um, make your next effort, you got to throw a little elbow in now. You know, we, we both trying to block each other out, trying to be gentlemen about it. But you, 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 you done got four rebounds on me now. I'm fitting to put this elbow in your left rib. Um, yo, Jay, you said God put us in position on that flight. I reached out to you twice. You about to make God look bad. LOL. So I don't just come off like a complete dick. Here's his response. Take it easy. Now, right there, I don't like that. That's, that's some passive aggressive shit. You, you tell your children to take it easy. You tell your bitch to take it easy. Hey, kids. Hey, take it easy to both of you. Your girl. Hey, woman yelling at, I told you that. Bitch, I right, take it easy now. You talking to a grown man. An alpha male at that. I'm on the road sleeping my cock off. Most days at 11 a.m. work. My email, then he sends it to me. So I hit him back. Hey, Jay, I'm doing the same shit, man. Laugh out loud. I'm a comic, too. We two alpha males with horns. Let's not turn into rams, brother. This could be a good podcast. Respect deserves respect. I didn't say that, but I know that's what he thought because he comes back with, ha ha, my brother, it'll be great. So sometimes you got to slap the uh, biscuits out of niggas' mouth to make him chew different. But his his response was what it what it is. He isn't looking at the. That you are always to, playing the nice guy, devil advocate. He is not thinking that that needs to be returned that like that because they're going that to that like that. It. I reached out to you three fucking times in in, in what amount of time? Twenty four hours. Yeah. So he thinks I'm gonna get back to you the next day. I got fucking shit to do today. I'm gonna As get do back I. to Aries tomorrow. As do I. Yeah, but he's gonna get back to you tomorrow. Let me tell you something, man. If if another if if Dave Chappelle. And some may say, may say, I'm not on his level. I'm not in terms of stature, but in terms of pound for pound, blow for blow, I can hang in the ring with this nigga. Um, if Dave called me, immediately, nigga. Immediately, I'm back on it. Yeah. Anybody that I respect, that I feel is like, yo, we on that level, why am I hesitating, yo? It's a character trait, man. I, that's just a character trait. Being 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 responsible enough and 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 considerate enough to return respect. That's a character trait. But see, I think that it looks like it's like, hey, we already said we we're going to do this. I know about what time this is going to work out. I'm going to get back to you in a few days because it's not going to make a difference because we're not going to get to it right then. I'm telling. Well, you- then tell me that in the in a text. Okay. Tell me something. No, I understand. Don't leave saying. me. Don't leave me out like what sitting on the curb like a bitch with my purse in my hand, waiting for you to come pick me up at the date. Okay, let me rephrase this then. Although I'm at a different level than you, and I understand what you're saying by levels. Yeah, but if Dave, if, if, if Chappelle calls, yeah, you. But there's certain people you're answering the bell as soon as they call. If you don't pick up the phone when they call, you're pissed off. If Chappelle called you. Burr didn't call you. Burr, you wasn't home when Burr called. I mean, those guys, if they're calling you, you're not picking up the phone immediately. You're going to be upset. 
You, you, want, you don't want to have to call him back. You want to pick up the phone. All I'm saying is, I know I'm not on the level that you're at, but if someone calls me, yeah, I'm calling them back. But when I call them back, it takes. It might take a day or two to get back. Did I chase people in this fucking town? In, in, the, in the fucking oh, place oh, that you live? I, listen, I don't have a problem with it taking a day or two. Tell me something. How long does it take for you to pick up your phone, type a few things, and hit send? Character. Literally 15 seconds. But that's why you freak people out in L.A. Because that's your how you function. They don't function that way And let me emphasize again. Now that we know each other. When I say level, it's got nothing to do with I'm over you in any way. It just means that in terms of the amount of shit that I have to deal with because of my level, you don't get. That's got nothing to do with funny. I understand that. Because from a funny standpoint, respect is respect. And, of course, I respect you. I'm, We're I'm talking just, about business right now, right, the business right, level. Right. This has, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are funny in this game that aren't at a business level that other right. people are at. That, that, it's, that's not talking about the same thing. And it go. This whole industry is that way. We, at, even at the level of of famous people that are really in this that are in this business that we're talking about, like you, you're in this business. I'm not. But there's a level when the agent gets a phone call, who they're returning calls first. Yeah, it's a business level. Right. I get what you're saying. Don't think that I feel disrespected or anything like that. I understand how this works. Right. I really, unfortunately, understand how this works. <laughs> um. Yeah, real quick. I think uh, you scare people in L.A. Yeah, and I'm glad you... <clears throat> Goddamn, we both got the... Uh... I don't know what... It's this weather out here in, in Florida, because I get every time when it's about to start to rain, yeah. I don't know what it is. It changes my whole... No, I, think, I just ate some bad pussy last night. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they should put an expiration date on that shit. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring this up since you brought that up, just, just to tie a nice little bow on this. Uh... Like, this lady sent me this message on Instagram. Uh, Saharan, whatever her name is. She goes, uh, well, first, let me, I'm sorry. Just, folks, just bear with me. I got to first, just so it makes sense within the proper context. Um, Fuck me. I should have had all this shit prepared, but I fucked up. Um, By the way, just so as you're looking through this, I'll explain to people. Yeah. We don't do a pre-conversation. We don't talk about our podcast first. We don't. Yeah, we, we might jot down ideas. Ideas, but we don't sit there <clears throat> and have it all lined out. This yes. happens as it happens from our conversation. Oh, again, I just alluded to this. So, yeah, again, I, I said, I said, I don't get what's so hard about the concept of honesty. If you tell me blah, 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 giving them a fucking weirdos, just say no, dishonesty is a Hollywood trait, and Hollywood is full of fucking weirdos. So then this lady hit me. And she goes, so true, my favorite comedian. I still thank you to this very day. Back many years ago, you had the funniest stand-up at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. I received a phone call during the end of your set stand-up that my dad just died, and you immediately came outside to check on me because you noticed I was crying. You told me that it will be okay, it will get better, and you were sorry. You gave me a hug and asked me if I needed anything. I still hold on to that and will be Forever thankful for you being so considerate, concerned, and down to earth, and caring after your busy show. I appreciate you, my king. And then I just quickly took a picture of that, and I Instagrammed that, and I said this. <clears throat> now, I'm not looking, for, and I mean this, too. Like, I'm not looking for a pat on the back when I, when I posted this. 
I'm only putting this out there for all you cats in Hollywood who think I'm an asshole based on what you've heard instead of what you actually know because you don't believe in self-investigation. Yes, I move in silence and I wear an ice cube scowl on my face, but that don't make me the angry black man. Uh, Too many of you take being aloof as an asshole. I admire and respect and speak truth on all fronts. Unfortunately for me, I need to learn better how to play this high school game you guys call Hollywood. So... Again, man, again, I'm not the fucking Grinch you motherfuckers think I am, man. I just, I got to do better. Nah, I don't want to give you, I, I've, del- I've delved into that a million fucking times. I got to figure out a way how to fucking. You, because you make it all of this personal. When they don't call you back in a day or two days, it's not personal. Yeah, but when you say make it personal, it ain't like if they don't call me back, my response then is, fuck you, man. Suck my dick. I, I don't just don't say nothing no more, and I leave it alone. No, and then when when the opportunity comes, it, it, it's fair. And I think at some point in life, things are fair. They turn around, and they're going to come to you, and you're going to be like, "Whatever, man, just give me, give me, give me a few. What did it take you two years to get back to me? Give, give me a couple years. I'll be back." You talk about me? Yeah, to you? No, that's all you need to say oh. to those people. No, I'm not talking. You're still on that thing. No. Oh. No, no. You could look at those people and go, "No, I got to, yeah, a couple years. I'll get, I'll get to you. We'll, we'll work through this." You didn't get me when I wanted you when I was when I was right. asking for you, but I'll, I'll 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 get I'll get back to you. Don't worry, don't worry. I like that. Stay by your phone. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a call. The, the greatest satisfaction in life. I'm sorry. I'm going to say I, I really and I, maybe I'm vindictive. I don't know, but is that moment that that person that you reached out for for whatever kind of help that you could get, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't there. There's no better moment than when they come they come to you. And when yeah. they they need that, and and you you have different for different people for different ideas for different pain or for different satisfaction, you reach you reach back to them the way that you feel is necessary to. Right. But you're still sticking it to them a little bit. You have to stick it to them a little bit. They fucked you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they fucked you, fucked you like they wanted to ruin you. I'm just saying they they didn't they didn't they didn't prioritize you in their life. So why do you have to prioritize them in your life? Mm. And in other news, wonderful, I love it. Um, so you heard about Facebook and Instagram banning the honorable. I'm about to say honorable Elijah Muhammad. This just Minister Louis Farrakhan, the honorable minister. This is Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan. They they banned Farrakhan, man. Um. There are other people besides Farrakhan too, though. I know, but this I know, is... but I saw how I saw how it's written, and I really hate things that aren't put out exactly the way they they, they are. Now they said they banned him specifically for what reason? Well, hate speech. They, yeah, well, some hate speech. Uh, the, the thing I always hear him being associated with is anti-Semite. What is anti-Semite? It's anti- against se- Jews? It's anti-Semitism. It's against Jews. He said something about us be, about Jews being the uh, insect people. He used the word. Did he actually use the words insect? Yeah, people? yeah. But then he came back and he had a he had a. See, context is important. And, and, and listen, immediately when you hear that, insect people, no matter who you put it on, did he mean all Jews or what, what, there was a reasoning behind? Well, when he came back with his part two of it, and there was a part two. Uh, he kind of clarified to make it sound like it wasn't all Jews. But here, here's the thing, though, that I that bothers me about Farrakhan. Farrakhan, uh, it, okay, 
he, as, as a spiritual leader, as a Muslim spiritual leader, I get where there are issues here, um, well, in Israel with, uh, with Muslims and Jews. And I get here in this country where Jews and, uh, and blacks have had issues, especially in business in, in, business in this country. And, and, and for no better way to say it, uh, blacks were taken advantage of by uh, Jewish producers, Jew, Jewish business. Um, but also Jews are the people that opened up the doors and kept the doors open, at least put their foot in the door to leave it open for blacks to get through. Uh, and a lot of things that happened in this country over civil rights. So the, the, there's, there's different issues in that. And what is re- what, where, the, where Farrakhan, what bothers me is when he plays off of that it's the, the, the Jews are only there to uh, take advantage of, of the blacks. And that, that bothers me. See, I can't, <clears throat> I can't defend him on that because honestly... I have not swam in those waters enough to be familiar with the way the current flows. So whatever you're telling me could be true. And if it's true in that way, of course I couldn't get behind that. But I will say this. He has made some very valid and strong points in defense of us to white racism. Now, I'm not the Jewish thing feels like its own. Yeah, it is part of its own thing. But I just know from what he has said on behalf of us, all praises be. Do you give him credit for the Million Man March? And if so, I think he's done an awesome job. Absolutely. An incredible job. I'm not not kidding with that. I want to play for y'all what I came across on uh, YouTube, which is nothing less than a slam dunk, if you will, a home run, a fucking knockout punch in the 12th, how Louis Farrakhan, let me make sure I turn this TV all the way down, basically owns the shit out of, I think then it was 60 Minutes, Mike Wallace, uh, when he tried to say that Nigeria was the most corrupt nation on the planet. And there is no doubt to what you're about to hear Farrakhan in terms of his response, where he is not a thousand percent on. And it's one of those moments that if you were there sitting in an audience while he said it, you would have applauded. You may have stood up because, again, in terms of racism, this is another one of the many times and examples where white people, some white people have selective amnesia about what it is they've done and what it is this country has done. And the biggest crime in humanity and want to brush it off and go, but no, look over here. No, motherfucker. Keep the focus where it belongs. Don't worry about what's in other motherfuckers' backyards if you, you can't clean up what's in yours. And America's backyard has been filthy for a long fucking time. I want to go back to that when you're done. All right, so here we go. You go to Nigeria, which is, if not the most corrupt nation in Africa, and it is, it could be the most corrupt nation in the world, Minister Farrakhan. Oh, and now, Mr. Wallace. It is the most corrupt nation that I have ever covered. I've been there 25 years ago, and I've been there as recently as last year. Fine. So what? 35 years old. That's what that nation is. 
Now, here's America, 226 years old. You love democracy, but there in Africa, you're trying to force these people into a system of government that you just have accepted 30 years ago, black folk got the right to vote. You're not in any moral position to tell anybody how corrupt they are. You should be quiet and let those of us who know our people go there and help them get out of that condition. But America should keep her mouth shut wherever there's a corrupt regime, as much hell as America has raised on the earth. No, I will not allow America or you, Mr. Wallace, to condemn them as the most corrupt nation on earth. When you have spilled the blood of human beings, has, has Nigeria dropped an atomic bomb and killed people in, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Have they killed off millions of Native Americans? How dare you put yourself in that position as a moral judge? I think you should keep quiet because with that much blood on America's hands, you have no right to speak. I will speak because I don't have that blood on my hand. Yes, there's corruption there. Yes, there's mismanagement of resources. Yes, there is abuse. There's abuse in every nation on earth, including this one. So let's not play holy to moralize on them. Let's help them. I'm not moralizing. I'm asking a question and I got an answer. Why would you put it as the most corrupt regime in the world? That doesn't make sense. Can you think me. of one more corrupt? Yeah, I'm living in one. Hey, fucking man. That's called a goddamn alley-oop dunk. I'm living in one. Like, how do you do that, Mr. Mike Wallace? Oh, yeah, that, but that's what a lot of white people do a lot of times. Not all. The racist ones. Oh, yeah, 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 you niggas... What you niggas are doing over there? How about what you motherfuckers have done over here? Yeah, but he slid through a slippery slope in that. In what sense? When he says there's no blood on my hands. Is he, is he an American? Does he live in this country? Does he take advantage of what this country does bring him over other countries? Now, does he have – does this country also uh, give him disadvantage as being a black man in this country? Yes. What blood does he have on his hands? If you're American, if all Americans live with that blood on their hands and you're an American, then you live with that same blood that's on your hands. What, what, he, what he's saying is his people from a moral standpoint, I understand what blood what do saying. they have on their hands? If you're an American and you live in this country, what you blood does he have on a hands? The same blood that he gave everybody else. No, the bullshit. How, bullshit. How what blood do you think he's talking about? Uh, when, I, I can give you examples. When he talks about uh, bombing uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. He's got nothing to do with that. Black people had nothing to do with that. There weren't black people that were fighting in World War II. There weren't black lives that were saved in World War II by not sending more Americans to go fight. In, hey, if, in, you're a sol in, if you're a soldier, you obey an order. That's not what he's talking about. I understand what he's talking about. So then I'll tell you what. Let's do this. What he's talking about. I understand. Give me examples of what he means. He, was for, he wasn't brought over here. He was, he was brought over here give into, me examples. This, into this world. No, give me examples when oh, he's what? saying to Mr. Mike Wallace, America has blood on its hands. America has blood on its hands. Why? Give me examples of the blood America has on its hands. Oh, from, from, you mean from slavery? Yes, give me examples. Give me five examples. From what point? Where, where do you want to start? Pick. The American Indian? No, fuck the American Indian. Why? Black people. We, okay, throw the American Indian in there. Give me four more. Uh, and I want to get you in on this, too, before. Slavery. There you go. Uh, Jim Crow. There you go. I, okay. It's blood, but go ahead. Yeah, that'll count. Uh, go ahead. Um, 
No, go ahead. That's that hard for you to come up with? No, I can come up with more, but I No, but you're struggling. No, because when I said Jim Crow, you looked at me kind of no, like No, 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 no. You're right. Jim Crow. What else? Um Besides, I, and, and see the struggle you're going through yeah, right now. Yeah, I know. Mentally, that's the struggle that most white people go through, because they go, what, what, "What? What do you mean?" Let me give you the examples: slavery, lynchings, the castration of our men, tied at the stake, burned alive. Stop. I put that under the same. No, 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 okay. no, no. That's no. all. Diff- it's all blood. Don't don't put it in one group. All that shit, and that happened for four hundred years. But let me di- let me go let me go on. Uh, illegal housing. Uh, um, the Central Park Five, the assassination and the murders of uh, the, the the assassination and the murders of our leaders, Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King, the church bombings, the four black girls in Alabama that died in the church bombings. I could go on and on and on. This kind of blood and atrocity has America, like he said, in no moral position to speak. In no moral position. So when you say he has blood on his hands, he's talking about from a racial standpoint. I understood what he's what talking about. What blood has black people have on their hands that you can say he's part of that? If you live in this country and you take advantage of what this country has. Give me an example. Of what happens? Of you, no, don't tell me he what happens. He used the example. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. If you bring that up and you lived in this you country. You are a soldier. And if you are a soldier, you follow orders. You follow orders. That doesn't mean the blood's on your hand. You, so the Racially. Nazis, so the Nazis, when they were exterminating Jews, they should have been uh, relieved of any of that problem for, for exterminating Jews. Who should have? The Nazis. The Germans. We're not talking about Germans. We're talking about black people. Stop evading his point. No. He said, you specifically said, no. you specifically said. I said Farrakhan, it's a slope. You it's said, a slippery slope you're to not, go down. You're not giving me an example, Andy. You said Farrakhan has blood on his hands, too. And by Farrakhan, you mean black people, too? Americans. That's what I said. What? Give by me an being example. An I, I used the one he did. I used the same exact one he did. I'm asking you, is that not a slippery slope? If you live here, if you're American, if you call yourself American. I'm a quote a a few good men. Those soldiers soldiers were given an order. And when you're given an order, you follow it. So So from a military standpoint, if you're a soldier, you follow an order. We're not talking about soldiers. We're talking about the rape and the genocide of an entire race. Black people, they never bombed churches. We never raped their women. We never denied them and stripped them of their identity and their culture. We never tied them to posts and whipped them. We never hung them, castrated them, fucking denied them housing through illegal means. We don't put white guys in jail for the same crimes as black dudes and give them the same sentences. We don't murder their leaders. We don't bomb their churches. We don't kill their children. Should I keep going? We we. That's what he's talking about, Andy. I understand. What he's don't compare a fucking order that a soldier gets to everything I just laid down. It's not the same. Then you're not talking about America. Then you're talking about people in America. <sighs> this is why it's so hard to talk about race because I swear to fucking Christ, white people, you, so many of you guys do this shit and, it, and, and, and that's why black people get frustrated. I said to you in the green room before we start, decided to talk about this podcast, when you look at some of the footage of Farrakhan at some of his rallies, every now and then, you see a white guy in that rally. And I and I said to myself, evidently he's there because if he didn't like Farrakhan, he wouldn't be there. He's there because Farrakhan has said something to pique his interest. He's there because for more or less he agrees. But I don't know that for sure. But I would love to ask that white guy, yo, why are you here? The same reason why when you look at those old clips of Farrakhan on Donahue in the 80s, 
there might have been one or two. And I think literally, let me back up. There was literally two white people, women, who stood up and said, I agree with everything the minister is saying. You white people, y'all not even giving this man a chance. Y'all are tuning him out. There's white arrogance in this room, and you're not listening. Well, that's why and they go. And so many white people, when it comes to race, don't listen. You just, you, 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 you figure out what works for you, you figure out what don't, and you find an argument point. You don't listen. But you didn't hear what he said. I heard exactly what he said. He didn't say what you said. He could have said the same things and the same examples that you gave. Andy. He didn't give those. Give he me an gave, example. He gave and if Nagasaki and, if, and, if, and, if and Hiroshima. And if you're going to keep bringing up a fucking war where, God damn it, you're a soldier. I didn't bring it up. He did. Andy. When he I'm, did. Andy, what I'm telling you is you are using that. But when you want to use. That's what he said. Okay, so you're going to go off that one point? Because he said it. That's why I said that's Andy, a slippery Andy, slope what he Andy, said. Andy. You know what? Okay, fine. Slippery slope. That's some slick bullshit what you're doing. It's slick bullshit. You're going to the one counterpoint where you go, men are soldiers and they have to give their lives. They will die before they disobey an order. They live by a code. So no matter what color you are, when your commander gives you a code, you follow it. That's like if the president of the United States gives an order, whether you believe in that order or not, if the president says push the button and kill him, whether you believe the president is right or not, if the president is the commander in chief and he gives an order, God damn it, you follow it. Why? Because it's the president of the United States and you don't question it. Two problems with what you just said. One, if that was completely true, then you wouldn't had uh, after wars, you wouldn't have uh, commissions that put people in jail for doing the wrong things that were above and beyond what is supposed to be done in war. Like the extermination of people. There is wars. There's tribunals that are held because the people followed the wrong orders regardless because you have a humanity that you should know. When I said that about America, it's because he's called America out. Uh, what you're calling out is the people of America, which are is a totally different thing to me because I feel all governments, and this is where you didn't let me get to, all governments, including America, are corrupt. Governments are corrupt in general. That's where I was going, and then we could talk about the people separately because this country has a whole nother problem with the people and the way we start. When you talk about lynchings, lynchings wasn't done by the government. It was done by fucking people that stood around, and we walked through that fucking civil rights museum. who Who do you think allowed them to get away with it? The government knew what was going on. Did they step in and stop it for 400 years? Governments are corrupt. I don't like the government. And what color are the people in the government? Now or then? Then. Then white. Okay. Now? Okay. okay. So what so color are they hold now? Hold up. Bag up. Bag up. So if they were white then, and he's talking about the blood on their hands, whether you're the people or whether you're the government, we know what color the people in the government were. And that's what he's talking about. From, from step to step, bit by bit, the trail of blood that this country has on its hands is in no moral position to tell somebody else who and what they are. The trail of and you're blood. Gonna, and you're going to bring up him talking about Nagasaki when it's like, again, those were soldiers who had to obey an order. You take that away, what else are you talking about? Give me another, give me examples giving, of what you're talking about. I made an example about what he said. So you're just going to stick to that one point. Well, that was the point that I was arguing. I wasn't arguing the whole point. I don't, I, I'm not saying that I'm disrespecting Farrakhan. I said what he said was a slippery slope. That's what I said. I don't see that as a slippery slope. Because, How is that a slippery slope? Because. 
Those dudes didn't have a choice, Andy. They were given an order. They're soldiers. And lives were saved because of it. Okay. And if lives are saved because of it, and this is the country that we live in, we have, we take on this problem, all of us. Okay. We shouldn't take it on together. We should, we, or it should be separate. I'm not saying it. Should, I, boy, I can feel. Woo, woo. My, my, this, I'm, my chest is wet. You know what? I'm you, sweating. Like, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand how we can't put it together as one and move forward, or then it does become Jim Crow and it's separate. We, but we equal. can't, we can't put it together. And, and to everybody listening to this, do yourself a favor if you really want to understand what I'm talking about. I, I don't even think I'm speaking. To black people, because I know every black person listening to this is understanding where I'm coming from. But if you're still unclear, go to YouTube and type in Louis Farrakhan on Phil Donahue. Please, I beg of you. I saw it live. I I know, I know. Please, I'm talking to the people who may not. Watch this. And again, I go back to this. White people don't, very few of you, really take the time to go, let me give a shit let me and this these are these are key words here shut the fuck up and listen y'all so want to make your points and go no it should be kumbaya why can't we start now like you don't understand the damage and the repercussions it's so long ago slavery 400 years jesus christ we're in america now where things are better and everybody has the same opportunity you really don't understand the effects of slavery. It might seem like to y'all, oh my God, 400 years ago. The effects are lasting today. The effects are shown today. today. They exist today. And I, and I challenge any white person that listens to this podcast, email me, Aries Spears 45 and Hotmail, and answer these questions for me. Truthfully, have you seen Roots? Have you seen Mississippi Burning? Have you seen 12 Years a Slave? Have you seen The Butler? Have you seen uh, Eyes on the Prize, the PBS documentary special? Have you seen MLK, uh, Still I Rise, the PBS special? Have you seen Birth of a Nation? Have you seen these movies and, I, and these document? And I'm not talking about one or two. I mean, see them all. And really, after you see that shit, step back and ask yourself, really, you don't get it now? You really don't get it now? You know what I don't get, though? I'm going to tell you. I'm really, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm really, for, for real irritated with you right now. Because when I brought up Africa in, some, uh, uh, in an earlier podcast, you go, I don't give a fuck about Africa. I'm talking about American. Now you're on Africa. When I say blood of the hands, I saw, talk about country. You go to the people. When I go to the country, you go to the people. When I go to the, when I go to the people, you go to the country. We're backwards here. How are we it's, backwards? Because when I, when I brought up Africa in an earlier episode, and I said, but what about what's happening? I don't care about what's happening in Africa. Now it, it's all about what he said and about our, our country. When he talks about that country being 35 years old, at the time of that, that, uh, news, com- mm-hmm. that uh, news interview, this country was barely over 200 years old. Still babies in their fucking diaper countries. Yeah, this country is a fucked up country, grown off of fucked up shit like every other country, uh, European country as well. And so when I bring that up, then I'm wrong for saying countries, and then you'll go back to the people. But if I go to the people, then you'll go to the countries. I don't know which one to argue. I don't know how to, ar- I don't know how to, I don't know how to make this work if every time we say something, we go into a different direction. 
Well, maybe at that time I was talking about in the context of the conversation. What is your point about Africa right now? What he, is your point? Because that's what this conversation with Farrakhan started that, with. But you're saying, I bring up Africa and now you about the people and I bring up the people and you say, fuck Africa. I don't understand. What is your point right now? What are you saying? I don't know which one you want to talk about. Are we talking about a global issue of, of blacks and whites? Are we talking about America, an issue of blacks Glo- and whites? Uh, 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 you know, the uh, European uh, issue in black and whites is completely different than the American issue in again, black and whites. Again, let me say what I said then. I can only talk about the issues of black and white in America because I live in America. I was born in America. I experience America on a global level. I don't live there. Okay, then how does does Farrakhan's speech mean something to you when he's just talking to Mike Wallace then about an African country? If you don't care, if it doesn't mean anything to you. He's saying to you. If you listen to his words, that this is the corrupt, most corrupt country, America. Yeah, so you got that, America. You don't have a right to judge from a moral standpoint. And he did even admit, yes, it's corrupt over there. Yes, there's the misuse of funds. He didn't deny any of that. Right. But what he's saying to you, Mr. Wallace, Mr. White Man, how dare you play moral high ground and judge something when you've got blood on your hands that far supersedes that. 100% agreed. So then what is your point? I said what he said structurally. I didn't agree with the way that he made his point. Because of one thing, Nagasaki. And to that I said, those are soldiers. Their job is to obey orders. He's talking about... So then there's no problem with the American Indian because those were soldiers that wiped him out. The pilgrims were soldiers? The pilgrims didn't wipe out the American Indian. The American uh, cavalry wiped out the American Indian as they went. As, as, as it was when we decided that we had, uh, what was the the thing that the, uh, the president said? We had uh, wiping somebody out in a war situation to protect yourself or your country is one thing. Wiping someone out to steal land that didn't belong to you—that's what they did, and it was the government. Okay, it was the United okay, States okay, government. Okay, again, you're playing cute. No, I'm you're, not. You're playing cute. Technically. If I'm being technical, yeah, you're right. They were soldiers, so they obeyed an order. But the intent was not, we're obeying this order because our country, which wasn't yours to begin with, is threatened. Our lives are being threatened. Our citizens are under attack. Those are reasons for war. They killed those people to go, we're taking your motherfucking land. The same way America has always decided when it wants something, we don't ask, we fucking take. And that's where Farrakhan was coming from. You don't have the moral authority to speak on that when you do things that are inhumane for unjust reasons. I agree. You don't see that difference? No, I see that. Then what the fuck are we arguing? Because that's what he was talking about. Not soldiers who are obeying an order that they are supposed to obey for the right reasons. So if you live in a place that has taken upon that moral high ground and has done the things that they've done and you live in the country you take advantage of the country's laws and you participate in this country then that blood also transfers to your hands that's what i'm saying okay so guess what black people we're also responsible since we lived in america under the time it happened we're responsible for raping our own women in slavery we're responsible for hanging our own men we're responsible for bombing our own churches and killing four little black girls in montgomery alabama we're responsible for killing dr king and medgar evers we're responsible for putting black men in jail in an unjust justice system we're responsible for the clan for the skinheads we're responsible for all that now you just put it back on the people again when I'm talking about the government. Okay. You and, keep moving and, back and, and, and forth. And here's what we're not going to do. 
We're not going to keep going round and round about the same shit because you want to sit here and tell me the people, the people, the people, the people in power are the same people as the people not in power. And by that, you, I mean, of course, black people weren't in power, but I'm saying whether you're government or whether you're not government, since America's birth all the way up until rather recently, black people have never been in that kind of power. So what are we really talking about? The people, the people control it. The same people that control it is the reason why they didn't want people of color to vote. The same people in power that control it are the reason why they had slick little voting. uh, uh, I forget what the correct term is, but uh, tried to create little voting laws to make it harder for people of color to vote. So, man, miss me with that shit. Miss me with the people trying to play cute and go, well, it's the people like you're evading those people. Our country. And the people in this country took advantage of people long ago and took advantage of them all the way up into recent times. Okay. I want to jump on this ice cube thing. You don't want, you want to do no, this? I, no, I do want to do it. But, but, but in an effort to, it's, it's to move on, we got 14 minutes before the hour is done. Listen, no matter, I, understand something. No matter how heated this gets, dude, I'm, come on, man. I, I'm in control. Trust me. And, I, and by control, I mean, I, I'm not like I'm going to fucking, it would be unprofessional of me to go, I'm so goddamn mad. I don't want to do this podcast. Again, like you said earlier, folks, none of this is written down. So when an emotion comes off, it ain't fake. It's real. I, I, am, I, am, I am racially pissed because it frustrates me that as black people, we keep having to fight this fight and we can't seem to make headway. It's not personal. As soon as this shit is over, we're going to go to the club and I'm going to tell you about a bitch I might be trying to fuck uh, and have a couple of drinks. So trust me, this this is not, no. But I like it when we get the emails wondering if we're going to beat the shit out of each other after the show, though. And if we do beat the shit out of each other, it ain't going to be over this. It's going to be over something so fucking stupid. Um... But again, man, I, I just like when I read some of the comments on from the people on YouTube and they go and I've heard maybe said different ways, but the same meaning where I've heard black people go trying to get white people to understand racism is like talking to a brick. And again, my thing is, if everybody's saying the same thing, there's got to be some validity to it. If everybody's saying the same fucking thing, it's got to be something to it. And, and again, not all white people. Not all, but a lot of y'all, when it comes to race, you feel like as long as you don't say the N-word, as long as you are treat black people fair and nice, and then what, it can't be you. You can't be that way. But in order to f- truly fix this problem, we got to have these discussions. And here's the truth. We got to get heated. There's got to be this moment. You will never look on TV or YouTube or see old footage of people discussing race, black and white, and you don't see a moment or two where motherfuckers look like they're about to ball up their fists. That's the problem with this powder keg. It is a hot button issue because it is a wound that has never really fully healed. The scars will always be there. And, you know, it's sensitive shit. But we need to... If we need to want to kill each other without killing each other in order to find a solution to this fucking problem, man. Because black people and white people, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of this shit. We don't. And no matter how many times 
we try to convince y'all. You, you just, I remember in the Donahue clip, again, watch the Donahue clip. This one older white lady goes to Farrakhan. I think what scares us is that we hear violence. Now, and Farrakhan pointed out, as many black people pointed out, not one time did he say anything advocating violence. Not one time did he suggest violence. And then when he said to her was, what you feel is a deep down guilt that if black people ever to come into power, we will do to you what you have done to us. It's a fear and a guilt. And so it's like, come on, man. And again, that again segues into Mike Wallace argument. Ma'am, how dare you? accuse us of possible violence when historically y'all have been the most violent race of people on the planet. So that's, you know, but nah, we ain't, we ain't heated. <clears throat> I just want to get off into this ice cube thing. Cause, uh, since we on the topic of race, this also kind of illustrates what we are talking about when we talk about people in power. Well, I, I kind of know what it was in a nutshell. Um, ice cube along with the attempt on uh, the assistance of LL Cool J uh, and several other prominent black men in show business and music have had a long-term goal of wanting to purchase TV networks uh, and stations. It started with Bill Cosby. Started with Bill Cosby. NBC. NBC. And there's no need to, to mention what kind of power that would have. Because again, and we've mentioned this before, imagery... And revenue, you know, it's one thing to act on television and you can make a lot of money. You can come rich, but owning something is where the peanuts are. And lo and behold, several powerful white men within the boys fraternity blocked that from happening. They denied Ice Cube and those guys. They got together and said, no way. Um, so there you go. And these, this is why discussions of race get heated. Because here we are in 2019, respected, well-to-do black men, want to do more than buy gold chains and fucking cars and houses. They want to go for where the real money is, which would, of course, uplift us as a people. In powerful positions as the owner of a television station, of a network, to be responsible for the image of our people. Good old boys wasn't going to let that happen. And it's not even owned by them. That's the amazing thing. Owned by the good old boys? It's owned by them. Right. But it's supposed to be public airways. Well, supposed to be. And what it is, has been a long fight, hasn't it? And who's that again? That's the government, which is controlled by the people. And who's the people? the people? Well, right now, it's a mix, but right now the people in the control of what you wanted are white. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Say that. Do I have to say it for the people in the background? <laughs> and for a long time, when you say, well, it was mixed, and you see how that is? It was. And when it was, it wasn't like it was for a long time. No. It's been white since forever. Niggas got in into a, into a little window. We had our run, and now it's back to the way things used to be. You know, and I can't disagree with that at all. I saw a clip. So I'm saying that okay, when you no. say to people. Yeah. That's why I said, don't be cute, dude. 
I'm the not. The people have there's, been. There's something very serious, though, about what I said, but you're, we're not going to get to All that. Right. We're not going to get to that because we're not going to get through it tonight. Uh, I'll lay it out better. But uh, I watched a clip from... Um, it was... Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was James Brown, and he's playing in... This has to be like the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe late 50s. And he's playing in this uh, auditorium, and it's white. There was like I looked at the the, the oh, crowd. Oh God! Go 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 ahead. And it, it had it, it was all white kids, and then it was it was like maybe three or four black kids in the whole in the whole auditorium. What happened to those kids? What was the change that didn't happen with them? What was the change that they saw? What and, I, and I'm not saying they're, they're 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 integrating. They're seeing how life is. They're seeing culturally how we can become a great country, and then they somehow must have given up on it. Right. Because this is when I saw that 50s, and then you see the the radical problems that happened again in the 60s, and then in the 70s. Not so much. The 80s were weird, and then where we are right now. How are we still only this fucking far? But you just said it. What's supposed to be? Yeah. And what is? We're supposed to be not further than this. But we're not. We're not that. I mean, we're not what we were. But we're not. We're what's supposed to be. And I'm not saying entertainment's supposed to change the world. I'm just saying when you see a group of kids that looked at uh, this and came out and went, this is amazing. And yet they ran from what they saw. No, oh God! This is, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now, because of the energy that we just displayed, yeah. the little bit of the hostility, <laughs> the things that we're putting. I, I, in. I, no, 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 it no, makes no. me laugh though. L- I don't listen, know. Listen, 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 listen. If there were awards for podcast episodes, I would say we'd win one because <laughs> this is a good one. Because everything that you're bringing up now, you just said those kids. That love that music. Where are they now? Yeah. What happened to them? When we wrap this podcast up, I'm going to play for you one of the most poignant, beautiful poems by a black girl that was sent to me about white privilege. But before I do, and this is piecing up together wonderfully, this is the Avengers Ed game of podcast episodes. Uh, You just mentioned Elvis Presley, and I ran across this clip. This is Ray Charles on his thoughts on Elvis Presley with Bob Costas. Nobody appreciates more different kinds of music than you. That's obvious. But did you feel at the time, in the 50s, early 60s, a resentment of some of the white performers who were copying R&B stuff and selling more records than you and your contemporaries were? I just didn't object to it. I just felt that the music just, it wasn't that good to care about. Now, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? But I mean, honestly. Maybe some exceptions, though. I mean, Elvis was a talented guy. Well, uh, okay. Not necessarily. You'd know better than I. Yeah. Let, well, me, let me ask it differently. How good was Elvis? What Elvis did, he caused a lot of the populace, if you want to, and usually when people say populace, they usually mean white people. Uh, to start listening to a lot of music that normally they wouldn't have been listening to. I guess I'm going to lose uh, at least about a third of my fans right now. But to say that Elvis was was 
so great and so outstanding. Uh, like they say, he's the king. Uh, I got I got in trouble because one guy asked me this question, and I said the king of what, and he got mad at me. You see, I don't think of Elvis like that because I know too many artists that are far far greater than Elvis. I think Elvis was person came along at the right time where he was a white kid that could do rock and roll or rhythm and blues or whatever name you want to call it and the girls could swoon over him Nat Cole got in trouble in Alabama when the women swooned over him got put out of town and black people been going out shaking their behind for, for, for centuries what the hell's unusual about that shaking the hips and stuff and that's all Elvis was doing was copying that and he was doing our kind of music he was doing the Willie Mae Thornton, Jailhouse Rock. That's black music. So what the hell am I supposed to get so excited about, man? But I think all this stuff about saying he's the king and he's the... I, I, it's a piece of bunk. Sorry. Next question. Don't ask me no more about Elvis, because I, I got in enough trouble as it is. I, I think you covered it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a follow-up is necessary. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> now... Paul Mooney, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. You ask that question, what happened to those kids? Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. I used to say in my stand-up when I would say, look, white parents, for those of you who get scared when you see your white kids acting hip-hop, dressing hip-hop, talking hip-hop, acting like niggas, don't let that scare you. It is a phase to your point. What happened to those kids? It was a phase. They were kids. It's cool to be black. It's always cool to be black. It's cool to be black, especially when you're coming up in high school and college, because those are the years where you do your dancing and you define your personality and you define your wordplay and you try to be coolest as you could be. And George Carlin said it. No one's cooler than a black man. So it's cool to be black, but it's advantageous to be white. And once they get into the real world, once they finish high school, junior high, college, where you, the parents, support them, they're living in a fantasy. They don't pay bills. They ain't got no responsibilities. Their whole life is about fucking off and dancing and being cool. Niggas. Junior high school, you act like niggas. Elementary school, I mean, uh, high school, you want to be niggas. College, you want to be niggas. Real world, oh, this nigga shit ain't what, it, what we thought it was. Back to white. That's what happened to those kids. They grew up. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess. You know how many times we've been on the road and we'll, we'll go into a club here and there? Like when we went to do Buffalo, uh, Helium in Buffalo. And that one night is college night. College kids, they ain't listening to country. They ain't listening to heavy metal. They ain't listening to what they white music. They're listening to rap. They're dancing to rap. Most of the world is listening to rap. Okay, but again, let's not get cute. Let's stay on topic. Okay. I know. But when the word niggas said in them songs, they're saying it. So, yeah, you ask what happened to those kids. Yeah, they grew up. This nigga shit's got to stop. It's advantageous to be who we are. That being said. Uh, please let me end on this note because this poem is fucking beautiful. Um, since we on this racial rift, this would be a great way to get the fuck up out of here. 
Um, it's only an hour. Okay. Well, you know, we've already talked about that. We, All right. we can do another. All right. But uh, I, I don't. I, you can't not end on this. Okay. Um, okay. So here's this this poem, and you know, because this is Instagram, it does that thing where it can only play so much, and then you have to skip to the next part, and it picks up from the last line as it bleeds into the rest. Uh, so. So definitely send this to me, and Steve will fix it. Yeah. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. She goes, if, uh, what's this artist's name? Kayla, K-Y-L-A, J, I think it's Kaylaj Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y. I would love to get her on the podcast. She goes, if you want to know what white privilege is, you need to hear this. So let's dive into this. We're French. Okay. We learned. Start over. I want to get it from the very beginning. French. Okay. We learned your English, we learned your Spanish, we learned your Dutch, your Portuguese, your German. You learned our nothing, you called us stupid. That's white privilege. And I'm sure it probably hurts for you to hear those two words, kind of like gunshots and explosions from those commissioned to protect you with <coughs> whisking past your ears. What is white privilege? It is the only five decades of legal acknowledgement expected to correct 400 years of white transgression. It's crack versus cocaine. Blacks receiving almost 20% longer sentences for the same exact offenses alike, for instance. A black man without a record is less likely to get a job than a white felon or maybe it's because we're lazy and we don't work hard enough. Like, what the fuck? 400 years in the same field literally is an incredible resume builder. It is Katrina answering the government's prayers of eugenics, Dick Cheney going fishing the next day, Condoleezza. We learned your next day, Condoleezza, on a shopping spree bush in San Diego, but Kanye is the one you call crazy, because, like, it only took the USA two days to get aid to Asia, but five for FEMA to get to Canal Street and Esplanade as the one black kid who beat the shit out of the odds, but only thanks to Sandra Bullock, Michelle Pfeiffer, and the White Shadow, so now we all can make it. It is the only time... Thousands of white people are cheering for the black kid to win this in the stadium. And it's you looking at me crazy if I told you to go back to Europe, even though we didn't have a say. It's you all of a sudden having a problem with immigration like this isn't even your nation. How the hell do you discover some shit that wasn't even missing to begin with you Columbus or traditions? Like white girls twerking in high definition, multicolored hair and purple nails, but it was ghetto when we did it. Oh, I'm, I make you uncomfortable. Try a cramp slave ship. But wait. Slavery is over now. It's just called the prison system because, like, you're not racist because you don't use the N-word, but y'all use niggas next day, Condoleezza. Y'all use niggas every day. What is white privilege? It is the acceptance of bombs over Baghdad, but not over Boston. It is European history being taught as a major and African as an elective. It is learning about my people only 28 days like I'm not black every fucking second as every white boy. But to fuck my brains out, not because I'm pretty, but because I'm pretty for a black girl. It is people thinking that Africa is one nation. It is the waving of the Confederate flag like you didn't lose the battle and then telling us to get over slavery. It is people saying that black people destroyed neighborhoods, but forgetting that white people have destroyed continents. It is every time I bring up my plight, the white man has to tell me that I'm crazy, but it's kind enough to praise my English or say that we're all given the same opportunities, even though he has a family history of wealth. And I don't even know my family history at all is the justification of police brutality like what did that person do i'm sure it doesn't hurt as much when the victim doesn't look like you it is people thinking that affirmative action is an unfair advantage instead of keeping the quality y'all use 
you as people thinking that affirmative action is an unfair advantage instead of keeping the qualified from being unfairly disadvantaged or throwing out a qualified applicant because their names out to African-American is Newports imported into black communities but black boys exported for weed as big plastic asses that are called fat when we naturally have them. It is an Australian woman whose new classic of rap music is everyone who hears this poem dismisses all this truth I just spit as reverse racism. That is white privilege. Thank you. Do I need to say anything else? I love the term reverse racism. I think it's the funniest thing. That is definitely made up by white folks. There's either racism or there's not racism. It doesn't run in reverse. All the rules are made up by white folks. We know you motherfuckers make the rules. As soon as a nigga wins his turn in the game, the game is over and rewritten. We know how you crackers are. I'm going to be honest. If if a black person won the first lottery, Mm -hmm. the Powerball, they would have canceled the Powerball. I'm Ari Spears, y'all. Andy Steinberg. Uh, do we want to tell him to look for something? I, listen, dude, I'm still, listen. Can we hold another one? Do you, uh, you know. Do we have emails? Do we have time? I mean, it's 5 o'clock, basically. 5 8. Uh, what time's the show? 7. I got to start putting water on my ass at 6. Um, we can do the emails. You want to do the emails? Listen, we're probably going to do a, we might do a follow-up episode. So if you want to check, we might have something for you on, on Thursday. We might not. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that there needs to be a little bit more planning into this. Because honestly... We didn't do any emails, though. I know, but, but here's the thing. I knew that between the Jay Moore talk and this, the yeah. Ray shit, this was going to eat up the clock. I knew that. Yeah. So my whole thing was, of course, we want to get the emails in there. But if we started another podcast just for emails, that might be 10 minutes. So now what are we doing for the other 50? So I'm saying all that to say we should pre-plan. Look, we need to have a strong list of what we can talk about so that in the event, yeah, we're done with the first hour. We go, look, man, we still got a big chunk of shit to cover. Yeah, well, we're going to get corporate and guess write some shit down, but uh, look for something. I know, ain't nothing wrong, with, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with bullet points. I mean, you know, still go out there and wing it. Maybe not this week, but next week, guys, we're going to try to get a, like a wrap-up, e- emails and a wrap-up on the site. See, and here's the thing. I, I, I even wrote down a couple of things about Trump, and I know that's, you know. That's another that's, hour. That's, no, but that's, no, it's, it's, it, it, it could be, but that's more your erection than it is mine. Because unless I'm really slamming this motherfucker comedically, I don't really have a whole lot to say about Trump. Um, I know you will, but I don't know how much I can add to that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, there right. it is. Um, We're going to oh, be in Chicago. Yeah, and real quick, uh, I do have the winner uh, who will be getting, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take care of that all this week. It's my goal. <clears throat> I'm sending out the iPhone, the T-shirts, and a uh, Outback Steakhouse uh, gift card. Uh, but there is a winner for the line from last week. Uh, silence. We make the pronouncements here, gal. Uh, it was Umbaku and Black Panther. Um, I got to come up with a really hard one to stump these motherfuckers, man. Yeah, but you never said who won the phone. It don't matter. 
Okay, he's just going to send Man, it to me. Yeah, I'm going to just send it to him. They're going to take a picture? Yeah, and they're going to take a picture and send it back and all that shit. All right. Um, still on Cameo. Uh, YouTube, Aries Spears. Instagram, Aries Spears. God, I wish every single one of you motherfuckers listening to this would please follow a nigga on Instagram. I have got to get my numbers up. I see other motherfuckers' numbers, and I be getting into a depression. Uh I only got 43,000, man. Jesus Christ. I don't even have two. Mike Epps has five million. But Mike Epps is in a lot of movies. So that's understandable. Uh, I think white people like Mike Epps. Shit, white people (laughs) like me too, nigga. I just, you know. (laughs) My soft shoe game got to improve. Yeah, your turn. Uh, AndyComedy.com, all my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. We're going to be in uh, in Chicago, Schramsburg. Chicago. Damn, are we bad? Dude, it feels like we just did it. Oh, man. Didn't we go into the city and get some pizza? We, yeah. We, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like almost a year ago. God, it feels like we just did this motherfucker. That dude, that dude who we hung out with? Yeah. My, my buddy, uh, Mike Ender? That's right. That was your dude. He's already back in Phoenix. Is he? Yeah. So he didn't make it in Chicago? He, he just, you know, he... he if you could live in Phoenix rather than Chicago, and uh, honestly, comedically, unless you're doing improv, you're not going any further, any faster in Chicago or Phoenix. Right. Why would you, why would, why live in Chicago? Right. And I'm not saying anything negative to people in Chicago. I'm just saying it's nice nah, and just warm. Them winners, man. Them those, winners. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to put up with those. Right. Um, and we never did do a, a, a diners, drive ins, and dives from Chicago, right? I don't think so. No, we did. Didn't we do the pizza? No, we didn't do no, the pizza. No. So we're trying. Oh, well, there's this place that serves those duck fat French fries. Dude, I can't eat duck. It's not duck. It's just it's not they, duck meat. No, no. They take the fat and they and they and they. Well, the they, fat from where? From a duck, and they and they. That's what they make the fries in. It has this really. It's been on. What is duck time. meat? No. Oh. It's just the it's just the fat that they cook the the fries in. Right. Okay. We gotta try. I, well, I'll find it. Anyway, that's us. That's an over an hour. Uh, yeah, we'll see and, what happens and, next. And, and send them emails, man. Uh, Aries Spears, forty-five at Hotmail, um, and cop some fucking t-shirts, y'all. Stop being fucking cheap. AriesSpears.com. Get the goddamn Utah his white people's Africa t-shirt and the McDonald retard t-shirts. Come on, man. Support the drool. <laughs> We're done. Pussy ass, nigga.